We're so glad you're here this morning. We want to welcome you today. And thanks for being here this morning. And all of our friends watching online all over the world, we're so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining us as well. You know, God uses sometimes very difficult situations to make his glory revealed. The Bible teaches that us to that us over and over again. And one of the ways that God does that is through little something we call a miracle. You know what a miracle is? Maybe you've seen a miracle with your eyes. You've watched God do some wonder before you. You were praying for something and you were waiting and asking the Lord. You had no other option, no other alternative. And then right when it was needed, a miracle happened. And God responded. God worked in a wonderful way. And the Bible teaches us in the book of John, especially, we see that there are signs that are given. And John teaches in John chapter 20 and 21, teaches that signs were given to the people so that they might believe. So by Jesus walking down the streets, here's Jesus. He was born in a manger in Bethlehem, spent 30 years growing up and all going through different towns, learning his job as a carpenter. And then when he was baptized by John into the wilderness and then began the ministry, the Bible says that we see Jesus not only beginning to teach the word of God and proclaim the word of God, the word of God was being made active through his works and ministries and signs and wonders that were being done. That's why when Jesus would walk down the street, there would be blind people. Their eyes would be open. There would be lame people. They would begin to walk. Dead people would begin to sit up and rise again. The Bible tells us one story about Jesus walking one day by this funeral that was happening, a funeral procession was happening, and a mother was standing beside her son's uh, casket, and grieving and mourning and wailing. And the Bible says that Jesus looked over and spoke to that child, and that child rose up and became alive once again. And isn't it wonderful to know that God does miracles? And sometimes we forget when we are going through life, and when things get difficult and, we, and things get hard, and sometimes in our modern society, uh, we forget that God does miracles. He still does miracles. And oftentimes, we, uh, we're, we're in a different situation than the New Testament world, as was the New Testament world didn't have the technology and the medicine and all the advancements that we have. So oftentimes, they would just have no other option. It's either God's going to do a miracle or nothing's going to happen. It's either God's going to come through and work on my behalf or I'm just going to miss out altogether on what needs to be done. But here sometimes today we tend to, and that's not to say anything bad about technology and advancements, all that, thank God for it. But just to say sometimes we have a tendency to forget that God still does miracles for you and I. Do you believe that? God still does miracles for you and I. That when we're going through something, when we're in desperate situations, when we're dealing with something, that God can work on our behalf. And not only can God work, God delights to work on our behalf. God loves to come through and work on your behalf. When you're going through something and you're beginning to deal with a problem in your life and you're thinking, well, God, I've been praying and praying about this, but you just don't seem to care. You don't seem to come through. No, it's actually quite the opposite. God would love 
to do a miracle on your behalf if that was his will. Just to show you how great and mighty and awesome God is. And that's just who God is. God delights in showing us signs and wonders so that we might believe. And even promise to the disciples, even greater things you shall do through their hands. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about uh, in need of a miracle. I don't know, maybe you've come this morning, we all come through different situations, and some of us might need a miracle in our finances, and some of us might need a miracle in our health, and some of us might need a miracle in our family, somebody who has just turned their back on the Lord and needs Jesus once again. Maybe someone needs a miracle for a job, maybe you, whatever it might be, but this morning I just want to encourage you today that God still does miracles. He still does them. The Bible tells us a few things I want to just teach you about miracles here today or about how miracles come about. In Matthew chapter 13 and 14, uh, we're going to look here this morning. There's a, there's a little passage of scripture here, how these stories run together. And you have to remember when, when we read the Bible, those chapter numbers, uh, they weren't originally there. They were added later to help us find where we're at reading. But this story that happens here is kind of a continuous story. And so we see we're, the story we're going to read here today. We see a place where Jesus could not do miracles to a place where Jesus could do a mighty miracle. And the difference between the two. And so in Matthew chapter 13, we see this, that Jesus was beginning, uh, had, when Jesus had finished teaching, Matthew 13 and 53, when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. And he came to his hometown and he began to teach the people in their synagogue and they were amazed, interestingly enough. And they began to say, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers from? They asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James and Joseph, Simon and Judas? You notice how here, when they're looking at Jesus, they are, they're trying to humanize him. You know, they're trying to reason, well, can he really do miracles? Isn't this just, he's just a, a, an average Joe like the rest of us, right? He's just, he was born to them. He does, he's just a carpenter. There's just like this, we're trying to simplify who Jesus is. And that's what they were doing. Because they see him teaching with great wisdom. And they see miraculous powers. And that alone was not enough to convince them. Now they're beginning to become skeptical and say, oh no, this can't really be what I'm thinking I can see here. And so they said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his uh, mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. Isn't that just like some people in the world? That right when Jesus has something to give them, there's something that they can find that's offensive. That they pick out about Jesus. They hold back and say, well, yeah, but there's this thing. There's this little uh, hiccup in the road. And Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Wow. What a scripture to have wrote down about your hometown. Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Imagine that going out on the newspaper the next day. Jesus left here and he couldn't do many miracles because of their lack of faith. 
What a grievous thing. If I would have woke up the next day and I would have read this headline, I, oh my goodness, God help us. Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. And that tells us that sometimes, and we're going to talk here today, is that Jesus works and he does wonders because of faith. And the next story we're going to read here is in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 13. Jesus had just heard about John the Baptist and being beheaded. And so now he begins to become grieved and he goes to a solitary place to get away and pray. And the Bible says this, that when Jesus heard what happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. And hearing of this, watch what the crowds did. The crowds followed him. The crowds followed him on foot from the towns. They didn't get in their cars. They followed him on foot. And then when Jesus landed, see, Jesus took the short route. He got on a boat. They went all the way around. They took the long route. But because it was Jesus, they went after him. And when Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. And the story goes on. We know the story that Jesus replied. They says, they do not need to go away. Give them something to eat. The disciples were trying to shoo them away. They said, well, we've only got five loaves and two fish. Jesus looks up to heaven. He blesses it. And they just begin to distribute and distribute and distribute. And the disciples are looking around. They're just still distributing. Where in the world is all this bread and fish coming? from this is better than long john silvers is going out left and right all over the place and before they know it they have sold out multiple times over but they're still handing it out two five loaves and two fish and what was what started out with a small amount ended up feeding five thousand people and this wasn't the only time this happened jesus once again fed another crowd that was four thousand that was just the men that didn't count the women and the children and so you talk about some mass distribution of food jesus took oh just this tiny something and began to multiply it and you know what jesus did right in the middle of their eyes before the crowd of this people from who knows where all they were from they were just following him he did a miracle and you know what they needed a miracle there they were wandering they had walked all of this way to follow after Jesus they had gone the long detour around they all couldn't fit on a boat to go across they didn't have the Titanic to get them across thank God right they had a, they had to went around the long way so here they are they're hungry they're wondering, what are we going to do? How are we going to go? The disciples said, send them away. They're going to be pestering us and bothering us. But Jesus said, no, they followed after me. I can meet their need. I can provide for them. I can do a miracle on their behalf. They were in need of a miracle. And Jesus did a miracle. And so now here we are with this conundrum of a scripture here. We have in one place where Jesus, it was his hometown. People knew Jesus. They knew his family. They knew what he did. They knew all about him. But Jesus could not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. And now you have this other place that's a middle of a desert. They don't really know much about Jesus. They just know he's awesome and great and we've got to keep following him. And Jesus sees them and because of their pursuing after him, Jesus feeds them and provides for them. It's the complete opposite of each other happening right before their eyes. Here is one town they can't believe for nothing. Another town they're believing Jesus because that's all they want. They were in need of a miracle. And so a few things about in need of a miracle. You and I, we're in need of a miracle today. Here's just a few things we can learn about this this morning. 
The first thing we have to take note of is when we see the first town is why did the people in Jesus's town miss out on miracles before their eyes? And it's simple. The Bible tells us there, verse 58, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. He did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Yet we see on the contrary to that, that Jesus did a great miracle there because of their faith, because of their belief in Jesus. So this teaches us a lot about faith today. Faith is important, right? We all agree today. Faith is important. And sometimes the challenge for all of us today when it comes down to a miracle is that when you're faced with an impossible situation is coming to the realization that only God can do what I need. Sometimes miracles get us to the place where it tries to convince us. God has a way of using miracles to convince us that it is only by faith that God can do what he's going to do. Because listen, if God, if it didn't require faith, and it required some, some other measure or we just happened to lump it in with a bunch of other things. Then if God did the miracle, would we really know it was God that did the miracle? Faith gives us a sense of dependency that when God does do the miracle on our behalf, when God does come through in the way we've been praying and saying, then you and I, what we will do is look up to heaven and say, thank you, Jesus. We'll sing songs like I can't stop praising his name because when you've prayed and you've sought after the Lord and you need a miracle and he comes through and does it on your behalf, that's the only thing you can say because nobody else contributed to it. Only God did it. And that's the wonderful thing about a miracle is that miracles are the intersect of the natural and the supernatural. It is the supernatural beginning to work in the natural. And so our natural eyes behold the God who does the supernatural. So in turn, we realize there's only one who can truly do signs and wonders that we might believe. And his name is Jesus. This is why Jesus spent time healing the sick, raising the dead, because he wanted them to see it is God who does wonders before your eyes. They began to go town to town. You can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they begin to tell one another, we've never seen a man do this type of thing. You know, there's been other guys, they've come and done little circuses and shows in their pop-up trunks from town to town, but we've never seen this before. I mean, I'm telling you, I saw blind Bartimaeus. He was sitting there. The next day I came back, he described me exactly how I looked. You'll notice here like how stories began to spread. The Bible says in other places that Jesus did miracle. In Mark chapter 5, a demon-possessed man, overwhelmed. He was so out of control, they tried to chain him up. And because he was so out of control, he kept breaking loose and running free. And then the next day, the people came back and saw him. He was thinking clearly. He was in his right mind. And not only that, he wanted to follow after Jesus and serve him for the rest of his life. Talk about a miracle. He was the talk of the town. That is what a miracle does. You'll notice that faith is not only important, faith is the only way. Faith is the only way. And why is faith the only way? Because that the only that God can get the glory. No man can get the glory. That's not, God is not, we're, we're not in the man glorifying business. We're in the Jesus glorifying business. And if God is going to do a miracle and it's not going to glorify him, just forget about it. What's the point of it? But if it's going to glorify Jesus and people might come to know and see and we can tell the testimony as we talked some weeks ago about how God came through on our behalf. You know what that faith does? Is that faith goes and you tell somebody that miracle, that story about how God worked on your behalf, how you were dealing with this thing in your mind, but 
you begin to pray and ask God for a miracle and somehow God came and instantly began to deliver you or heal you or whatever it might be. Then you can take that faith, that same faith, and you go to somebody else whose faith is maybe dwindling a little bit. And they're beginning to say, you know, man, life is just so hard. Life is just, it's been difficult. I don't know. And you, well, you say, well, let me tell you a story. I was dealing with what you were dealing with. I was going through the same thing in my life. I was this way and I was that way, but I was began to seek the Lord and God became through and worked on my behalf and did a miracle. And you know what that does to that person? It's a ripple. It goes along to that person and right here in their soul and it sparks a fire. It says, well, if God did that for you, he could do that for me too. That's what happened in this crowd. All those people that were beginning to be fed. They saw five loaves and two fish and thought, forget about it. I'm not getting my lunch today. But then they begin to say, well, they got food over there. They have food over there. They have food. And then it began to spread like crazy. That's the way a miracle works. It's good news testifying about the power of Jesus. And that's why faith is such an important element. It's not just Jesus trying to get us to have some conform to some type of method so that we can get what we need. No, that's, we've missed the point if we've worked it down that if we've conduced it down to this simplified no it's just me getting what I no that's not what it's about it's about glorifying Jesus and faith glorifies Jesus because it puts our whole trust in him it is throwing all of our weight on Jesus and when Jesus comes through on our behalf who's going to get the glory oh not me and it's not because of my faith it's not because of me no I was struggling in this but thank God he did it and worked on our behalf He couldn't do a miracle because of their lack of faith. Faith is important. The second thing we notice is that if you're in need of a miracle is that Jesus was in his hometown. He was surrounded by people that knew him. I want you to see this here today. This is important. He was surrounded by people who knew him. They knew his life. They knew his career. They knew what he was about, all that he did. And this tells us something about Jesus and tells us something about miracles is that you can be near Jesus and still miss out on a miracle. That you can be in the presence of the one who would stand before all the people and say, all power in heaven and earth is given in my hands. You can be in the presence of the one who sat down in Genesis chapter 1 and the Bible says we... They all were created, the heavens and the earth, the Trinity, Almighty God. You can be with the one who is the Son of God, promised for thousands of years, and miss out on what Jesus can do. And what a sad, sad situation that is, right? Is that you can still be near Jesus and still miss out. But the truth is that is often the case in American Christianity. We have this this habit of going to church and doing church, but instead of actually being with Jesus. There is nothing more important than just being with Jesus. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad you're here at church today. But the the thing that is most important is that you and I are with Jesus. Day by day. Day by day. Because the person who spends time with Jesus begins to understand what Jesus can do. The person who dwells in the presence of Jesus and puts their trust in him day by day will then begin to understand Oh, he's more than just what I come and see and participate in and watch from a distance. No, I know for myself, God can do miracles. God for my, I know for myself. You can be near Jesus and still miss out. And there they were in that hometown, all those people, and they missed out. And the Bible tells us that God, almost as if he was pleading to the people, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. How I wanted to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not let me. 
Let it not be said of us as it was said over the, the epitaph of the hometown of Jesus. He did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Or he, I was near Jesus and I didn't even know all that he could do. No, may it not be said of us. May it not be wrote on our tombstone. I missed out on all that Jesus could do because of my lack of faith. I missed out on Jesus even though I was right in the midst of the wonder working power of Jesus. I missed out. Let it not be said of anybody here today that. No, God has great things he wants to do in our lives. So what's the key here? Well, we see the key changes. The tone changes. Here we see skeptics and cynics in the hometown of Jesus that began to pick apart everything bad about Jesus. will say, can he really do this? He's just this. He's just that. Jesus can't really do this. And now we come to a group of people in Matthew chapter 14 that the Bible says there they were. They were in this place. Jesus traveled by boat. They heard that Jesus went and they traveled on foot. And watch what they did. The Bible says... That in, in Matthew 14 and 13, that hearing of this, that Jesus withdrew, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. So what makes the difference here? If you're in need of a miracle, what makes the difference for the person who needs a miracle and who doesn't receive a miracle because of the lack of faith? And the thing that makes the difference here is that they followed after Jesus. When Jesus began to move, watch what they did. They moved. Where Jesus went, they chased after him. When Jesus went this way, they went after him. And you'll notice here that they didn't say that they were chasing him for a miracle. They just were following Jesus. They were pursuing after him. And this is what it comes down to when you're talking about in need of a miracle is that oftentimes the person who receives a miracle doesn't really even expect it. It's because they are in this relationship of pursuing Jesus and chasing after him. And because that God delights in the person who abides in him, Jesus promises you abide in me, I will abide in you. Somehow, some way, they experience the miracle that they were looking for. And that is what happened, we see, in the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Here, Jesus is, he's surrounded by a bunch of people. Once again, he's in a crowd full of people. All the people, Jesus was near, but nothing was happening. Here he was, bumping arms and shoulders through this crowd of people, walking through a place. But this one woman... She pursued after Jesus because she loved him, because she knew who he was. And when she touched him, Jesus stopped the crowd and said, wait a minute, virtue went out of me. Once again, proves to us, you can still, you can be near Jesus and still miss out. So what's the difference? It's when somebody's heart is set on pursuing after Jesus, pursuing after Jesus. I can't say it enough. I can't overemphasize it enough. There is nothing like a person who will make it their desire and their heart and their passion and their zeal to say there is nothing more in my life that I want than Jesus. Life will bump you around and throw you here and there, but that person, they'll never have a worry in their life because their desire isn't set on the life that they're living. It's set on Jesus. And that perfect person is perfectly content in whatever Jesus wants to do, because their love is set upon him. And so if their love is set upon him, then it says, Jesus says, do this, go do that. They say, okay, Jesus, I love you, so it's no problem. The person whose desire is to pursue after Jesus, oh, that's the person. If you are in need of a miracle, that is the person who God 
gladly delights to show his power and might. Just like that woman with the issue of blood. Years and 14 years of dealing with that thing. Struggling with that thing. But she reached out and pursued after Jesus. Knowing and in that moment of pursuing Jesus. She received the miracle she had longed for for so many years of her life. If you're in need of a miracle today. Can I encourage you? This morning to pursue a relationship with Jesus like you have never pursued in your life. Pursue after him by taking time to read the Bible, to pray, develop a habit. Look, we talk about reading the Bible and praying daily, but I hope it doesn't become simplified just to something I do every day, but it becomes a lifestyle of who I am, that talking to Jesus is not secondary. It's just what I do throughout the day. Yeah, people might think you're crazy when you're sitting at a stoplight and you're talking and they can't hear the Bluetooth going on and you're just talking. Yeah, that happens sometimes, but that's all right. It's the person who has made it their desire. I delight in talking to Jesus and being with Jesus and pursuing Jesus. There, listen, I, I've discovered in all the years of my life, the most scariest place I can be is when I don't have that. There is something scary about life the moment when I'm not pursuing Jesus, when I have made it my desire and say, well, do I really need to pursue after him today? There's something scary about that. There's a moment that I realize that, I, oh God, I'm all on my, on my own. I feel abandoned. I feel lost. But having Jesus every day is the greatest joy I could ever have. This was the desire of this people here in the crowd. They followed after Jesus. And when Jesus landed and he saw the crowd, the Bible says he had compassion on them. And not only did he feed them, the Bible says he healed their sick. They pursued after him and Jesus not only fed them all that they needed, but he took care of every other need that they had. Isn't that the wonderful thing about Jesus is that we don't serve a God who is oblivious to the things that are going on in our lives. He is very well aware of our needs, which brings us to the next thing is that when you're in need of a miracle, a need produces a desire for searching after Jesus. Sometimes the, the life comes and it beats us about and brings us to a situation where we are left with a great need. And some of us know what it means to be in need better than others, and others know what it means to be in need in health-wise and other situations. We've all probably learned at some point in our life what it means to be in need. And when you're in need, what happens when you're in need? You're desperate. And when you're desperate, what happens when you're desperate? You go searching for an answer. You pursue every avenue, everything you can do. You go here, you go there. You do all that you can to do. And this is what the thing about a miracle is that sometimes, oftentimes the case is, is that when we're in need of a miracle, it's that very need that produces the faith that we need to receive a miracle. Because sometimes it takes to getting to the absolute bottom place in our life, absolute helplessness, and say, I've exhausted every avenue I know. God, I've done this. I've gone here. I've talked to this person. I've talked to this doctor. I've done that. I've done all. And when you go through all of that, you get to a place in your life that you realize, but Lord, there's only you, and you're the only answer I have left. 
And sometimes that's the way it is when we've discovered, when we haven't developed a lifestyle of regularly pursuing after Jesus as we go through all of these things of searching every avenue and then discovering, no, really, God, you are the only answer I have left. And that is what a need does, is it produces this desire to say, but God, you are all I need. You will be the one who satisfies my need. You are the one who I know if I follow after you and pursue after you, it's going to work out how you want it to work out. I can chase after you. If I'm in need of a miracle I need you to provide I, I'm struggling with this thing or that thing this health issue I'm just going to pursue after you Lord and I can just trust no in the hands of God it's going to work out I don't have to worry about it listen that's what Jesus cautioned the his followers about on the sermon that there they were they were in need in Matthew chapter 6, we see this, this group of people, they were in need. And Jesus cautioned them, don't worry about tomorrow. If you're in need, don't worry about tomorrow. What he said to them was instead of being worried about tomorrow, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first Jesus above all else. Pursue him. And then Jesus said, and all of these things will be added unto you. The best advice someone ever gave me in my life when I was growing as a teenager was this, was seek first. Matthew 6.33, it became my life verse. I put it on everything I could find. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Because oftentimes what I had learned through culture and through society was that if I would seek all the other things and then put God afterwards, then it would work out but that is a mistake for disaster there the way it really works is seek first God and you don't have to worry God will take care of the other things God will work them out they'll come together somehow some way seek first Jesus because that is the child of God who has learned to make Jesus their trust to make Jesus their source of hope for all that they need and that is the one that like any father whose child comes to them and says but father I need this they say, okay I'll help you I'll take care of that that's who I am. I'm your father. I'll take care of you, of course. That's what God loves to do. And need produces searching. The musicians are going to come. And so the Bible says here, where there was a great need in the crowd of 5,000, Jesus directed the people to sit down on the grass. I want you to watch what Jesus does. Jesus is so kind. He's so loving. He's aware of not just our immediate need that we have, but he's aware of all our needs. He's aware of the need of walking many miles and getting to a place where we're exhausted and tired. And he tells them, it's all right. Sit down. Just take a break here. Rest here. Taking five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven. And you know what he did with those five loaves and two fish, even though it didn't seem like enough, even though it didn't seem like how in the world is this going to go? He gave thanks. And sometimes we just have to give thanks to the Lord for what we're given and say, but Lord, you're going to work this out. I'm here with five loaves and two fish. I'm here with a bad doctor's report. And Lord, I just give thanks to you that I'm here right now in this moment. Right now before you, I'm able to stand before you with all that I have. Here I am, Jesus. Oh, there's nothing like a grateful heart. God delights in that. And so there they were, looking up to heaven. He gave to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And even the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of those who ate were 5,000 men besides women and children. This morning, are you in need of a miracle? I want to encourage you today that the 
God we serve today is the same God who fed a multitude of people. He can still do that today. He can still do wonders through us. And as a matter of fact, he not only can do wonders for us, he talked to the disciples and said, now I give you this authority so that you can do it. You'll lay your hands on the sick and guess what? They shall recover. That the things that they needed, now they were beginning to help other people who were in need and began to take the good news of hope that God can work on our behalf. This morning, would you stand with me today? Every eye closed this morning. I know every week we each come with things bearing on us and weighing on us. And if you would say to me, Charlie, today, more than you know, I'm in need of a miracle. Would you just lift your hand with me? Maybe there's a situation in your life. You're in need of a miracle. You're in need of a miracle today. Maybe there's a family member you're thinking about this morning. They're in need of a miracle. Only God can change them. Maybe there's something that you're facing that is just, there's no way out except God work it out. You've done everything. You've exhausted all. Maybe you're facing a circumstance physically, medically, that you've gone, gone here and there, and only God can work it out. You're in need of a miracle. This morning, if that's you, and if you're comfortable, can I just encourage you, would you just come and stand here at the front today? Just let us agree with you this morning. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. When the early believers were in need of a miracle, you know what they did? The Bible says they pulled together the elders of the church and they began to anoint their heads with oil and the sick recovered. When they began to face persecution and odds here and there, the Bible says they gathered together and they prayed. And what did God do? Oh, he replenished all that they needed. When they didn't know how they were going to eat their next meal, what did they do? They gathered together and they prayed. You're in need of a miracle today. Come this morning. Let us join you. Let us, let us petition God on your behalf today. Just come this morning. Just come. Just come. Come on forward, folks. Just come this morning. Somebody you're thinking about, they need a miracle today. Just come this morning. Just come on, fill it in all the way across the front today. today as they're in need of a miracle and just begin to pray whatever miracle they're in need of today believe maybe you've experienced a miracle and you know I know God can do miracles would you just come and stand behind those today who are in need of that miracle today and just say God has done it for me I know God can do it for you and begin to pray how God will lead you this morning so Lord today we gather as the body of Christ 
Lord, many of us in today in need of a miracle. We're in need of God to do something supernatural. Although we are living in the natural, Lord, we know, God, you can do the supernatural. You can do abundantly beyond what we could ask or think, Lord. And so today, Father, for those this morning who are just desperate, looking to you and asking God for you to come through on their behalf, Lord. Today, God, I just pray, Lord, this morning that you would hear their petition, Lord. Father, you said when that crowd followed you and pursued after you, you looked with compassion on them and you healed their sick. So today, God, would you look with those who have come forward this morning? Would you look with compassion on them, Lord, and heal their sick, Lord, heal their need, provide for them, work on their behalf, Lord. If it's a family member, Lord, save them, Lord, bring them back from the brink of destruction. Oh God, we pray today, every person in need of a miracle today, we lift it up to you, Jesus, and we know that with God all things are possible Lord God help us to not stand and look at impossible situations with discouragement or with doubt but Lord help us to look at impossible situations with faith today knowing that God can work it out God can make a way Lord help us today to remove our faith from the things of this earth Lord and to lift up our eyes to Jesus today Lord help us to pursue a fresh and new relationship with you Lord God, help us to not just run to you when we need a miracle, but day by day, Lord, may we abide in you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, today to follow after you, Lord. Oh, God, help my brothers and my sisters today, Lord, every one of them, Lord. God, would you hear their plea today, Lord. God, this isn't just another moment to just come and stand up in the front and forget about it. No, Lord, we're believing by faith today. Every request that is made known to you, Lord, this morning, that we're going to give it to you. We come boldly to the throne of grace, Lord, that we might receive mercy and grace in time of need today. So, Lord, those who are in need today, may mercy and grace come this morning, Lord. God, we're not coming. The Bible is weak people today. The Bible teaches us that the righteous are as bold as lions. So we come to your throne today with bold and courageous faith saying, but God, I have no other way but to trust you, but to believe you, but to hold on to you. So Lord, this morning we come to your throne this morning. Oh God, may mercy come today. May grace come today. And God, we thank you today that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you Lord so God work on their behalf today this morning Lord begin to move on their behalf God even so now Lord begin to call cause things to work out and to come into alignment Lord we thank you Jesus we thank you Lord come on just begin to call him this morning you're in need today just call his name Jesus Jesus I need you today I need you Jesus this morning Oh Lord, we look to you today. We need you, Jesus. We call your name today, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you today, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you this morning, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor today. We bless your name this morning, Jesus. We give it to you today, Lord. We give it to you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you today. You're the God who shall supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. You shall supply, Lord, all that you have spoken, Lord. It's not a lie. You shall keep your word this morning. And we thank you today. We 
bless you, Jesus. We honor you. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. Pastor Chad, will you pray for us this morning? Pray for those in need today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just bless you, Lord. God, we lift these needs up to you today, Jesus. Lord, where else are we gonna look, Lord? God, strip us of our plans, Lord. God, bring us to the point, Lord, where our eyes are just focused on you, Jesus. Lord, we're not focused on, on how we can throw money at a problem, Lord. Lord, how we can figure it out on our own. But Jesus, Lord, we're gonna look to you for our help today, Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Lord, put faith in our hearts that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond what we can ask or think, Jesus. Your plans are so much greater, Lord. And God, as you increase our faith and you help us, Lord, God, you're gonna bring glory to your name, Jesus. You're gonna bring glory to your name, Jesus. As you meet our needs, Lord, it's gonna glorify you. People are gonna see how wonderful you are and how great you are. And Lord, I pray this morning, God, help us to come just in alignment with your will for our lives, Jesus. Oh Lord, we wanna just be simple people before you, Lord. Simple faith, Lord. God, not complex, Lord. God, not speculating all in different directions, but Lord, just simply obeying you, Jesus. Obeying you, Jesus. Obeying you, Jesus. Oh Lord, help us, Jesus, to reach out and touch you this morning, Lord. You're right here for us, Lord. You're right here to meet our needs, Lord, to guide us and to help us, and Lord, we just praise you and thank you this morning. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Even when we don't see the answer right away, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. No one else but you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. How we love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray and seek the Lord this morning. We bless you, Lord. We put our hearts on you, Lord. Oh, our faith is not on the things of this world. Our faith is on you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you're the firm foundation, Lord. We seek you, Jesus. We seek your kingdom. Your will be done, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus no one like you, Jesus. We need you. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome your direction in our lives, Lord. We say yes to you. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Lord. More of you, Jesus. Lord, we push through the cares of this life, Lord, just like the woman pushed through the crowd, Lord. God, we push away all of the junk of this life, Lord, in pursuit of you, Jesus, just to touch you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. No one like you, Jesus. No one like you, Jesus. Touching you is all that matters, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're changing our lives even right now, Jesus. We'll never be the same, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Give us faith today, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Lord. More of you, Jesus.
Jesus, more of you in our situations, Lord, more of you. You're going to work it out. You are working it out on our behalf, Jesus. You are working for our good, Lord. You love us. You are working it out, Jesus. You are working things out for our good, Lord. We may not see it or understand it, but Lord, we have faith today. You are working it out, Jesus. You have not left us, Lord. You have not forsaken us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus.